Good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast, Opera for Sleep. Here you won't be ashamed to fall asleep during the performance. Each episode, me, soprano Galina Averina, and our wonderful pianist Maria Lewandowskaya will start our sleepy journey with an operatic lullaby to calm you down after a long day, followed by narrating you the plot of this opera with a nice calm vibe. We prove not all the opera should be loud. It is not a secret that music can be a great part of a healthy sleep hygiene. For example, there was one study where women with symptoms of insomnia were asked to add some music into their sleep routine. As a result, it took them only 6 to 13 minutes to fall asleep instead of initial 27 to 69 minutes. So, what is the connection? When sound waves enter our ears, it is just the beginning of a complicated journey ahead of them, which happens super quick, and when finally the sound reaches the brain, it transforms into electrical signals, and that's when the magic happens. As our brain interprets the music, it triggers some physical effects in our body, which can work as a cup of strong coffee to boost your energy or a warm bubbly bath to relax. If your aim is to fall asleep, bear in mind that not only the volume, but also the tempo is crucial here. Around 60 beats a minute will help you to snooze. That's why some opera tunes are perfect for that. If you like our show, please leave us a review and press subscribe. I would be ever so grateful if you can support the podcast with any donations of your choice, monthly or one time. The link can be found included in the show notes as well as our social media account links. I hope that I can help you to fall asleep tonight, telling you the love story of two characters you heard about even if you have never been to the opera. A story brought to us by Sir William Shakespeare, which he actually borrowed from a 16th century Italian tale called The Tragical Tale of Romeus and Juliet by Arthur Brooke. The story inspired another genius, Vincenzo Bellini, to create an opera which he called I Capuleti e i Montecchi, Libretto by Felice Romani. The plot takes place in Verona, Italy, in 13th century. We will start our journey with Giulietta's aria from Act 1. Remember, this day is over. Tomorrow hasn't started yet. There is nothing to do. Just lay back in the comfort of your bed. Take a deep breath in and out. And enjoy the story.
two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, where we lay our scene, from ancient grudge break to new mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life, whose misadventured piteous overthrows doth with their death bury their parents' strife. The fearful passage of their death-marked love and the continuance of their parents' rage which but their children's end not could remove is now the two hours traffic of our stage the which if you with patient ears attend what here shall miss our toil shall strive to mend act one The action takes place in the medieval Verona, which is divided by a long-lasting military conflict between the two rival political factions, Guelfi and Ghibellini, supporting the Pope and the Holy Roman Emperor, respectively. In the palace, belonging to Capuleti family, Capelio and Tebaldo, both Guelfi leaders, discuss with their followers the further tactics against the enemy house, Montecchi, and especially against a man called Romeo. He is the one who had slayed Capelio's son and now is leading his army towards the castle offering peace through his ambassador. Nonetheless, Tebaldo is ready to avenge the killing of Capelio's son with the blood of Romeo, but first he insists on speeding up his pre-arranged marriage to Giulietta, Capelio's daughter. Capelio, in his turn, excited by a possible revenge for his son, gives his blessings and proclaims that wedding will take place tonight. Lorenzo, the Capuleti family doctor, tries to explain that Giulietta is sick with a fever, but Capello is unmovable and does not care much. He orders Lorenzo to go and prepare the bride to the celebration. The Ghibellini's spokesman approaches. This is Romeo himself, in disguise of a Montecchi envoy. Unrecognized by his enemies, he says that Romeo offers peace in terms of him marrying Giulietta, and by that putting an end to a feud between the two families. He regrets killing Capello's son and hopes to find forgiveness 
becoming his second son himself. This speech only makes Capuletti angrier. Capello refuses the peace offering, saying that he already found a husband for his child, Tebaldo. The war and the bloodshed are to continue until the vengeance takes place. Scene changes, and we see Giulietta in her chambers, already dressed in a wedding gown. She is utterly unhappy about her father's decision, as she is secretly in love with her family's foe. She sings her cavatina, weeping for her lost happiness and exiled Romeo feeling the fire inside consuming her. Here comes Lorenzo, who, may I remind you, is a family doctor from the previous scene. He is also Giulietta's confidant. He knows about her secret love affair. Therefore, he reveals to her that her beloved is here, in the castle, coming to see her this very moment. And, truly, Romeo enters her room through the concealed door to persuade Giulietta to run away with him. What follows next is a passionate, emotionally charged scene, a conflict between love and duty, happiness and honor. Giulietta cannot leave her father's house. She prefers to die of a broken heart. Finally, the wedding preparations are heard, and Giulietta pleads Romeo to at least save himself in the name of their eternal love. So he flees, unsuccessful in his attempts to win Giulietta. A bit later, in the other part of the castle, the Capuletti have started the wedding festivities. Romeo, now disguised as a Guelfi, confides his plans to Lorenzo. The wedding must be interrupted and 1,000 of armed Ghibellinis are to attack the palace unexpected. Lorenzo urges him to call off the assault, but in vain. Suddenly, screams and combat sounds are heard and Romeo rushes off to the battle, inspired by a promising victory. Giulietta languishes. Her mind is split between the fear for Romeo's life and guilt for her family's spilled blood. Romeo reappears begging Giulietta to escape with him again, but he is interrupted by the Capuletti. They still believe Romeo being the Montecchi ambassador, and they try to kill him, enraged. Romeo then reveals his identity by saying that he is Tebaldo's rival. The Montecchi interfere, protecting their leader. The lovers are separated from each other by the two families' members. 
And at the end of the finale of Act One, Romeo manages to escape the castle with his supporters. Act Two We see Giulietta, alone in a room in the palace, awaiting updates from the battle. Soon, Lorenzo arrives and assures her that Romeo is alive and safe, but soon she will be taken to Tebaldo's castle to be married the next day. However, Lorenza offers the alternative to avoid the undesired wedding. Giulietta must drink a special potion which will put her in a state close to such a deep sleep that everybody will be tricked and believe her dead. Lorenzo, in his part, will notify Romeo about their plan, so he can arrive at Giulietta's family tomb in time for her awakening of this faked death. Giulietta hesitates for a few moments, evaluating the circumstances of her decision. Lorenzo tells her to hurry, as her father is approaching the room. Seconds before his entrance, Giulietta makes up her mind and swallows the potion. Capello is surprised to see her in such an odd state. All pale, she trembles and asks for a final forgiveness, proclaiming that her death is close. Nonetheless, Capello seems untouched and orders Giulietta to go and prepare herself for leaving with Tebaldo at dawn. Upon her exiting with Lorenzo, Capello is even more confused contemplating the strange behavior of his daughter. He starts to suspect Lorenzo and orders his man not only to keep an eye on the doctor, but also prevent him from having contact with anybody. In the next scene we see the troubled Romeo wandering the streets of Verona in search for Lorenzo, who failed to meet him earlier as had been discussed. Instead, he encounters his rival Tebaldo. During their duet, the two men exchange threats and provoke each other. As they are ready to fight, they are interrupted by a funeral procession, slowly moving from offstage. Realizing that it is Giulietta who is being carried to her grave, Romeo and Tebaldo are struck with grief and guilt. Putting down their swords, they are begging each other for death, somehow united in their sorrow. The procession has moved to the Capuleti tomb where Giulietta's untimely death is mourned by people of Verona. Romeo is also here, along with the Montecchi chorus. He asks for the tomb to be opened, 
he has to see his beloved one last time to bid her farewell. The crowd steps back and exits the crypt, leaving the grieving Romeo alone with Giulietta's body. Only music can describe all the cascade of emotions Romeo must be feeling. Inconsolable, Romeo decides he has nothing left to live for any longer and drinks the poison. Lying next to Giulietta, he longs for death, but soon hears her sigh. Giulietta is awoken from her death-like state and seeing Romeo beside her, for a few moments she is convinced that everything has been going according to their plan. To her horror, Giulietta realizes how cruel is destiny to them and Romeo is dying. In the last moments of his short life, he professes his love to her and they sing together the final cabaletta. After Romeo's suicide, Giulietta collapses over his body, lifeless. A glooming peace this morning with it brings. The sun for sorrow will not show his head. Go hence to have more talk of these sad things. Some shall be pardoned and some punished. For never was a story of more woe than this of Juliet and her Romeo. Good night.